0: I think that a, a good agent is going to do their research ahead of time. We're going to ask the right questions. How old is the roof? The HVAC. We're going to look in the crawl space of showing. We're going to be, when the client is walking through the house, thinking, oh, my furniture would look great in this <laughs> living room, and my kids would be perfect for this bedroom, and my office can go here, and they're looking at those things. It's our job as professionals to be looking at the things that could be a potential problem.
1: Hey, welcome to the episode four of the Unbiased Truth Podcast. This week, we are sponsored by 360 Home Inspections. And today's guest, for everybody joining us and listening, is going to be Kristen Murphy of Mission Realty. Hey. Hey, thanks,
0: thanks for having me. Thanks for coming.
1: So the first question I have, I'm moving already, Courtney's going to yell at me. Um, <laughs> and the first question I have is, um, why are realtors always late?
0: Well... Sydney, that's a very good question. (laughs) (laughs) I like to think it's just because we are very busy and we have a lot of clients that we jump from one thing to another, but usually we're in the drive-thru somewhere. You know in between showings grabbing some food
1: yeah yeah and you know staffing shortages these days it's of course just, yeah, yeah slows everybody yes, down it's not
0: right, our right. fault it's always someone understand, else's fault understand.
1: i didn't know if that was like one of those test questions when you're getting a realtor's license like when are you supposed to be there like five minutes late is the correct answer you yes know? absolutely okay. okay.
0: that's the bonus question <laughs>
1: that's right that's right so um for those that don't know uh, we've been doing this song and dance for home inspections um, and, and you selling houses, uh, I looked it up the other day, um, yesterday, almost 50 inspections we've done together. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I've done probably, you know, like 48 of them, mm-hmm. um, the exception of one or two that Gordon's done, um, yeah. uh, because I was, you know, busy or whatnot. So, um, yeah, we've been doing this for a little bit now.
0: That is, I mean, I know it's been a while. Yeah. I'm surprised that it's been that many.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's why I wanted to bring you on. Uh, obviously, our audience, our core audience, is is real estate related, right? When we do this, um, not always, but that's that's the that's the goal, and just to get you know, because um, how long you been doing this?
0: So November was two and a half years.
1: Yeah, so for two and a half years, um, and we didn't link up right away, and, right. but for us to do fifty inspections even over a two and a half year period, um, that's just on the buy side. You know that's not yes. including all the listings that you've had, um, so that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of moving um, in just a very short amount of time. So, uh, not everybody is obviously um, successful in that way in real estate. Uh, you know, there's a high attrition rate from what I'm told. I don't really know, but I think there's like a lot of a lot of fall off. After. Yeah,
0: it's hard to get started, yeah. and then once you get started, you have to continue to put the work in, which you know sometimes yeah people aren't really necessarily willing to do that long term yeah always come easy. i mean
1: i think because we're getting a flood of home inspectors um just like there's a flood of realtors because when the market is good um everybody looks at it and says well you know you because you know go and send me home inspections and the client's like you must be killing it right? right um and then yeah yeah, and then you know all of a sudden we have 150 home inspectors in the area right mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know how many there is but you know they just start you know every day or once a week, it seems like we're getting a phone call for um, uh, shadowing, you know, getting people on a shadow to get their license and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get in, you know, it's like realtors do, and they realize it's not just checking doors and outlets, and, and it's a little bit more right. to it than that. And then the whole business side of it, because it, it is a business, you know, even though you're an independent contractor, right? Yes. At 1099. Um, you know, self-employed. However you want to look at it, it's it's a business, right? You got to right. approach it. I think a lot of people fail to approach it with a business mindset. Absolutely. And and they start, they kind of fall off, right? Mm-hmm. So, but with that being said, what were you doing before real estate?
0: So, ironically, I did a complete 180. Yeah, I was in the medical field for ten years post college. I went to school for nursing and worked in doctors' offices for nine years. So this was quite the change for me.
1: What made you change?
0: A lot of life circumstances. So I first moved to Virginia. I went through a divorce and had a toddler and a baby and Mm -hmm. started all over in a new state. And I could work part time because daycare is really expensive around here. So I worked part time and that just wasn't enough to feed the family. Right. And so it kind of happened organically. I joined a mom's group, and I met my sponsor, who was a real estate agent in the Winchester area, relocated here, and I started doing her social media, which was very easy for some extra side money, and it turned out that I actually kind of fell in love with it, and so I did the complete switch to real estate, thinking it was going to be a lot (laughs) easier, (laughs) That's right. and I would have more control over my schedule than working at a doctor's office or a hospital. Right. Um, so one in some the, ways uh, it is, but yeah,
1: that's one of the dirty little secrets of being um, self-employed, right? Everybody's yes. like, oh, you get to make your own schedule. Yeah, sure do. You know, from the time mm-hmm. I get up, time I go to bed, that's my schedule. Made it right. all by myself, mm-hmm. not <laughs> realizing
0: there's a lot of other people we have to work around.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I would imagine. Being divorced, um, with two small ones, um, nursing unless you're like in a family practice or something just isn't conducive, right? Um, it's not because really like hospitals and everything. It's typically twelve-hour shifts and whatnot, right? And, right. Um, nights, weekends, holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so so I can see why, you know circumstances and it's funny and this is a whole nother podcast just talking about the value of college not saying it's not valuable because um, right. I have um those pieces of paper but um you know we've talked about before you know not on here but just the fact of how many people are doing what their college degree says they were supposed to do mm-hmm. you know and, and I think Courtney anymore. and I talked about how uh a lot of times I think that college is really I think you benefit more from college after you figure out what you want to do you know oh, absolutely you know? so um, it kind of re, uh, re, you know, reshort or shores up what you mm-hmm. what you're doing that foundation and whatnot. But like I said, my take on college and how oh, that that's a whole whole other podcast. <laughs> you know? um, so, so you got started and did you start off with mission? Or you were somebody else.
0: I did not. So actually, when I started, um, I decided I was going to be an independent agent because for me. That's where I thought the extra money would be, where I wasn't right. giving away some of my commissions, as well as that flexible schedule. My my husband works nights, and I have three little boys, so <laughs> we wanted to be able to really free up the hours and, and be able to have our family time, and both of us still work and be productive and make yeah. money. So I started out on my own, and I also wanted to kind of dabble in not having anyone to really have their input in how I run my business. I thought if I'm going to do it, I would like to do it my way. Right. Well, so that was November and you take the test and they do not actually prepare you for the real world of real estate. (laughs) And I found that out very quickly. And I just, I'm the type of person that I want to handle my clients and treat my clients and, and be able to just really support them in the best way possible mm-hmm. and i didn't feel like i had the proper training to do that so i kind of right. floundered for a few months and almost quit and that oh, was wow. a big moment for me yeah. i was was ready to throw in the towel and i actually reached out to my parents real estate agent who's very successful in the colonial heights area and has a team when they moved to virginia so i sat down with her and just said hey let's have some coffee i'd like to pick your brain not sure this is for me, <laughs> not successful yet. Um, and so over that coffee break that we had, it was essentially like, if you want to be successful, A, you have to get the proper training and mm-hmm. be surrounded by the people that are going to build you up and they're successful, which in turn is going to motivate you, hold you accountable, yeah, all of those things. So she said, call my buddy Clayton Getz, and I think you should join the team. Even if you don't stick it out, stay for a year, get your proper training, your feet on the ground, and then you can go out on your own. But that was two years ago, and I've never looked back. Joining the team was one of the best decisions that I ever made. So if I had quit that day, I would not be where I am today. And last year I was top producer on our team, which – You know, there's a few agents that have been there a lot longer than me. So that was a really big stepping stone. And I see the values of being on a team as well as being solo. But for me, I just fit better in a team environment.
1: Yeah. And being top producer on mission, because mission's not, it's not a six-person team. Right. You know, they got, what, 40 agents, 50 agents?
0: Yes. So last year we had, we were on average 30 so we're a little bit bigger this year yeah
1: yeah so that's that's a pretty big accomplishment in your second year but yeah I think a lot of people they they do that they they get in because uh, we see it all the time I see it all the time on these um, inspector groups and whatnot like hey I've been a home inspector for four months and I've done three inspections and um, what do I do you know I'm right. thinking about quitting and you know it's 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 a marathon not a sprint um and a lot of times you just don't surround yourself with the right people because you don't know you know right. um, and that's where i think the value of the teams comes in um, but i read a quote the other day and it basically said um twenty thousand dollars a month seems hard and impossible until you surround yourself with people who make twenty thousand dollars a day Exactly. Uh, you know, because you're, it's the mindset, right? And just what you get off of them, you know, just by listening to the conversations uh, and, and be able to help. And yeah, I know there's a lot of discussions, you know, everybody, like you said, everybody's, you know, team's not for everybody. Right. You know, um, but I think, and then there's a lot to that, you know, because you got your team splits, you got you know the team rules, you know each team's different, um, and all that comes with that. But at the end of the day, if you're if you're coming out the gate as a solo agent, unless you have a huge spirit to begin with, which some people do, and that's great, um, but a lot of people don't, mm-hmm. you know, um, especially if you're like an introvert or something like that, and you don't you don't have those connections, right? Um,
0: or younger sometimes yeah. if you don't have a lot of life experiences, right? Right. That kind of limits how you can do business.
1: Yeah, yeah. And not to say that you don't go to a brokerage, you know, whether it's, you know, a brick and mortar brokerage and, and there's people that I can't help you because there is, you mm-hmm. know, uh, obviously EXP is a different model um, than right. a cloud based. So you don't, you know, I, I think it's probably uh, outside looking in, probably a little bit harder for a single person to, to really be overly successful mm-hmm. quickly in the EXP. Uh, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, right? right? Cause it all depends on your mindset, your spear, you know, mm-hmm. your attitude, all that stuff. But, but yeah, if you're, if you're younger or, or starting brand new, a team is, is uh, very beneficial. So, um, so with that being said, what really took off for you once you got on the team?
0: So for me, it was the support that mm-hmm. we had. So we run a very, very structured team but it's all about we have core values and a mission statement and we run it on that mission statement and core values first and real estate second which is the type of person I am that's how I run my my personal life right. so our mission statement is to improve lives families and communities mm. and our core values do right do well do good and have fun and so the the environment alone it helps you with that mindset mm-hmm. because positivity is one of those breakdowns of those core values. And we offer wow plus one service, integrity, honesty, those types of things. So when you are surrounded by that environment, it's very easy to remain positive. Right. And then we have little mini squads amongst our team yeah. where it's very easy to check in on a daily basis and hold each other accountable. Uh, we celebrate our wins and mm-hmm. our losses together. So it's I'm not, not sure just about <laughs> the money um, or the splits. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes yeah. that I feel like is is more important. So for me, I thrive in that type of environment. Yeah. And that's where I became successful. I could breathe into my sphere of influence, which is the most of my business, the majority of that, as well as, you know, dip into internet leads, that sort of thing as, as a side hustle, uh, that, that is provided by the team but still be who I am right. without conforming in a different way.
1: Yeah, and I think the money part is a hesitation for a lot of people um, when you're on a team um, because you see your splits go from, you know, you split with your broker um, mm-hmm. until you cap or whatever, whatever that looks like depending right. on where you're at. And then you split again with your team mm-hmm. and then you get your check and mm-hmm. then you start thinking about, like well, you know. This look like if I was on my own, mm-hmm. you know, how much more money would I get and whatnot? And, um, you know, I've had conversations before where it just depends on what that team provides you, you know, if absolutely. If, if you're on a team and the team's just you just feel like that the team's just taking money out of your check mm-hmm. um, then then yeah you know if they're not providing tools and resources and and ideas to help you grow as an individual you know whether that mm-hmm. is cultivating your ability to generate your own leads or feeding you leads um, or giving like I said the tools and things like that then it's easy to see well why am I spending this money you know I can I can do this on my own versus a team that that has a real culture to it it has those systems in place right. that you're benefiting that you just can't get on your own you know so that because uh the theory would be to do more business right
0: absolutely um, yeah. that's what the admin structure comes into play we always say on leadership that it's designed to take out the distractions so that you can lead generate and create yeah. those relationships to form that relationship type of business instead of it just being transactional. Mm -hmm. And we just had this conversation with a couple of agents the beginning of the week where we discussed the splits, but the individual has to decide what's more important to them. Yeah. Could you make more money on your own? Maybe. However, when you're on a team, at least how our team is structured, they pay for our marketing. We have a listing manager who is doing all of the paperwork behind the scenes to get a listing up and running where I can be out with the client which is what I enjoy doing. Yeah. I don't want to spend you know 8 hours a day doing admin work. Yeah. If so that to me is a benefit and then we have a transaction coordinator. I'm convinced I couldn't have done the amount of business I've done in the last 2 years had it not been for her
1: mm-hmm.
0: her help and monitoring those deadlines and emails and things like that so that I can be out in the field. Yeah. So for me it's the benefit outweighs it. And if I had been on my own, my commission check may be larger. Right. But if you count out all of the hours that I would have been spending driving to put a sign yeah. in the yard or meet the photographer, <laughs> yeah. or put a lockbox out,
1: yeah. all the
0: marketing dollars, all of those things are done for me.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't stick a sign in the yard. I don't deliver flyers yeah. for an open house. Yeah. So I think for most agents, it is a mindset piece that if they just sit back and really focus on what they would be spending, yes, you may get it up front in a commission check. Yeah but you're spending a lot more on the back end and you have to determine what's most important to you.
1: Yeah. You're almost to the point where you're going to start sending somebody in your place for these home inspections.
0: I might. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then there won't be no more cinnamon rolls.
0: I know. Well, let's, <laughs> let's not get carried away. I'll, that's right. that's right. You can go ahead and bring those cinnamon rolls.
1: Um, all those are great points because when you're, when you're like, we talked about, you know, being self-employed, you there's a, there's a misconception or running your business however you want to look at it there's running um there's a misconception about you know you make your own schedule right um and if you do all that stuff on your own uh as busy as you are you know that work-life balance is just gone right -hmm. it's just work and get into these groups and i know you've seen it with agents that wear as a badge of honor you know Mm -hmm. 24 7 365 Mm -hmm. you know sending you texts at nine o'clock at night you know um and and whatnot and and I'm over here like, man, i got three inspections tomorrow. I don't want to do that, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I'm missing whatever, you know, right. um, whether it's kids games or just self-improvement on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, you're just, you, so there's a lot of, you know, the mental health side of that that really plays into um, being able to balance that and and having a transaction coordinator and people to do that for you to be able to You know, because you're you're burning on both ends at that point. Absolutely. Uh, You don't have all that stuff. And if you're busy, you know. um, And
0: it's hard enough now with the back end help to set those boundaries and realize that it's okay to turn your phone off at 8 p.m. and not accept a phone call. I cannot imagine doing the amount of business that I do now without that extra help. So kudos to the agents who do it. Yeah because it it is it's a lot of work but I, I do it believe is. that that's where the agent burnout comes into play yeah. especially in this type of market yeah so I would encourage people to set healthy boundaries that's right and hire some help if you can
1: yeah because yeah, I mean we we label it as grinding and and hustling and all that other things and that stuff's great um you know there there's there's there is part of that but a lot of it isn't that it's just you're doing it and you're you're you're, you're breaking down, mm-hmm. you know, and you just don't realize it. So, um, so you really got to be able to manage that coach because I was going to ask you, how do you manage that work-life balance with so many clients, right? Um, yes. But obviously <laughs> some of that is with the support of the team, you know?
0: Right. And it is, and it's a work in progress. Yeah. Uh, we preach this all the time on the team that you imitate before you innovate. Right. And so I was spinning my heels trying to do what, everyone else was doing, you know, cause I'm surrounded by these very successful people
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they say, sit down to coffee with those, find out what they're doing. Something they're doing is right. Right. Get those pieces and then do what works for you. Yeah. So I was spinning my heels trying to do all the things because that's what you feel like you have to, when you start a business, right. you know, you want to be successful. So my first year, it was very much, organized chaos yeah. and my kids came to me one day and I believe I said earlier my husband works nights so they yeah. come home from school and one parent is gone because we work opposite shifts to mm-hmm. keep the kids and so one day my kids sat down and said you're leaving again we, <laughs> we never see you anymore and that was kind of a wake-up call yeah what I was doing was not working All and right. if I wanted to continue to have healthy personal, um, work balance yeah. that I had to change some things. So I actually made that one of my goals last year, had three business and three personal goals and made conscious effort to, to work on the personal side and the business side and give them each a better balance. So it yeah. definitely is a work in progress. And what I do is not going to necessarily work for someone else and yeah. vice versa, because my life is very chaotic with parents who work separate schedules Yeah, and small kids at home. Yep. So I think that people just need to do the best for them. And yeah. I'm slowly learning what that is for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a process, you mm-hmm. know, every day's a process. Um, yeah. I think um, my wife says the same thing yesterday that my kids, um, today's always working. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's just, just a phase that I'm in right now, you know, that's trying right. to grow a business. And then, um, you know, obviously we merged with MPI, back in November. Um, yeah, and when I had that moment when, when, like I say, when you didn't have those processes in place, you know, uh, and then when Ricky, who did our marketing before Courtney, turned in his two weeks, you know, it was like, like I didn't sleep for like three days, you know, right. cause
0: it's stressful. It
1: is because it's all of a sudden, you know, how am I going to balance all of this? Right. You know, cause you know, we're, we're still transitioning. Um, and I'm still trying to grow mm-hmm. and there was a lot of irons in the fire at that time on what we wanted to do, such as a podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> and whatnot. Uh, so, you know, and that was just going to totally ruin. Cause like right now, like I don't do hardly any Sundays. Um, you know, I don't do hardly any evenings. Uh, I'll do uh, the occasional Saturday, but like right now it's it's spring sports seasons, you know for mm-hmm. the kids. so trying not to do as many um, because the kids only have you know so many softball games, so many soccer games, right. and then they're they're done. they're gone, you know, mm-hmm. and not just for this year, it might be the last year. you just don't know. And I didn't have that when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. you know, I always had to find a ride to, to practice and whatnot and, and never had that support from from my family. Mm-hmm. So I wanna to try to be there for my kids and and uh, sometimes it's it's hard, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't always make it. But it's it's when the kids kids are the gut punch sometimes yes, to reel they you back are. in <laughs> and, and realize you, you gotta change something, you know. Um, so with that, you know, obviously when you're doing all of this, one of the big one of the biggest things I wanna before I forget, one of the biggest things that you do is network right i yes. think we have the same philosophies in, in building relationships with people mm-hmm. you know uh versus just um looking at people as money right mm-hmm. um, as transactional you know yes. relationship versus transactional uh so uh part of that is networking right because a lot of times like i don't do this on my own right um right you know we we go to you know, two days ago i was in newport news and saw something I've never seen before, and, and I told a client, "I was like, I've never, I've never seen this before. This is bizarre." And of course, it was foundational stuff, mm-hmm. right? So you know, you know, big ticket stuff. So
0: right,
1: you know, so I'm sending you know messages and phone calls to other people um, that I've networked with and I've built relationships with to figure out you know what part of this is okay, what part of this is not okay, mm-hmm. um, to get them the right information. Uh, but there's a lot of people that don't do that in both of our yes. industries. They just you know. You know, fake it till you make it right and, and it's not the right way to do <laughs> and, things and i've seen i've seen you know inspectors post something like you know this is this is wrong and blah 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 like mm-hmm. and you look at like no not, like that's 100 percent right
0: like, or those that that do ask yeah. facebook because they don't oh, have man. valued professionals
1: there's so so <laughs> it's funny that you say that because if you go uh join an inspector uh group on facebook mm-hmm. somebody will post like hey what is this and is this okay and then you'll get thirty responses, and they're all different. Yeah. So, like, good luck. Who mm-hmm. you gonna pick? Like, yes. who who's right and who's wrong? Because
0: none of them are trusted sources. No,
1: no. So, and I, I just like I just don't understand. Like, you know, I said network. You know, mm-hmm. join a group. You know, meet people, and and that way, when you have questions or you need help, you know, it's just right. just shoot them text messages. You know, make a phone call, whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, um, so what's some of the things that you're doing to? Be able to. I moved. She's going to yawn me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> um, but yeah, networking.
0: Yeah, so I think you know you and I have talked about this a good bit over yeah. the past couple of years working together. You and I met very organically. Mm-hmm. We bonded not over real estate and inspections. Right. We both lost a sibling, and so we started an organic conversation and relationship. And, and then look where we're at today. Mm-hmm. And we're a trusted source. And I do think that we run our businesses very similar, that we do care about other people. We want the best for people. Yeah. We're not okay. We can't sleep at night if we're just faking it till we make it.
1: Right, right.
0: So one thing that I love is partnering with people who have that same mindset. Yeah. So as soon as I learned how to network properly, because, <laughs> you know, I used to be very shy and an introvert. You're the same way. You're an introvert.
1: And I don't like people.
0: You don't like people. (laughs) (laughs) And then we make you like us. Um, And so you have to step out of your comfort zone to realize that there's value there. And change can't happen if you're comfortable. Right. So one thing that I do is I network with everyone possible. And you're not going to jive well with every single person. But once you find your people... And I've done a really good job of at least one person, if not multiple, in each industry. So not only is that a value to me, because I have trusted sources, like you mentioned, right. to ask questions to so that, you know, I'm not just guessing or, or asking Google and okay. finding out the wrong answer, because that doesn't help me. It doesn't help my clients. But also, we support each other's businesses. Mm-hmm. So you become preferred partners, preferred vendors, I am going to refer you to everyone and vice versa. So we're a benefit to each other. And then the client's value from that, because we can say without a doubt, if I send a person to you, I've either used them personally or I've, I've seen how they run their business model. I do think that networking is a big piece of having a successful business Mm -hmm. and it's just talking to every single person you meet.
1: Yeah. Uh, speaking of Google, uh, industry uh, secret is uh, when the home inspector is spending too much time in the crawl space, it's probably because we're Googling stuff, um, trying to figure mm-hmm. out what it is we're looking at. So mm-hmm. that's a perfect place for us to do Don't some you research. know
0: that's why I follow you in every crawl space? <laughs> yes. I yes. have to make sure. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: I always have a standing offer for every realtor to join me. Mm-hmm. Um They never do.
0: Well, you and I have a habit of finding snakes in crawl spaces. I know. know. Um, That's terrible. I'll leave that to you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You just take pictures of them. Just let them go back (laughs) in. Yes, I do. (laughs) So when you're doing this process and, and, you know, and right now, with the inventory shortage, um, there's a lot more buyers, right? And it's easy. All of a sudden, when you're successful, you start backing up or stacking buyers, right? Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, you got two, three, four, five buyers that you got to tend to, and there's no houses. Um, you can go see the houses, um, but you know uh, we all we we know how that goes. Uh, but then you still have, you know, you get them under contract, whether it's one, whether it's two, whether it's three at a time. Um, And then there's a whole process to that because it's just nothing but deadlines and and inspections and appraisals and termite inspections and uh, well and septic, depending on where you are and all that stuff. So what's your what's your process for managing that stuff? Because it's very easy. You know, this is a very pressure industry. Um, It's a very emotional industry. Mm -hmm. um, And that's all you're dealing with is emotions Mm -hmm. and and getting as a realtor a a deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden has great effects on be the client. Very detrimental. Yeah. Yes. Or if you're not paying attention when you're doing a listing and you say brand new water heater, and then I show up and say, nope, water heater from 1992. <laughs> yes. Um, that's that's an issue, right? Mm-hmm. Because the clients are under contract based on the information you provided. Correct. Uh, and, and there's, there's got to be some remedy to that. Mm-hmm. So how do you manage this process when there's so much going on and details matter? right? Mm -hmm. I mean, details always matter, but at this point, the timelines and details really matter.
0: Absolutely. Because most of the time, this is going to be the biggest investment that Mm -hmm. someone makes home ownership. And it's a great way to build wealth. So I don't ever want to be the reason that someone gets into a bad situation or, you know, we miss a deadline and we, and we lose a house Mm -hmm. or, you know, there's a lot of different things that can go wrong. And you can get into a lot of legal trouble. right? So for me, there's, that's a loaded question. Yeah. There's a <laughs> lot that goes into that process and, and it's been perfected over time. Yeah. So I do have a lot of backend help, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. So what I like and is important to me because my strength is the people relationship, Yeah. My weakness, which I can admit, <laughs> is the transaction side of it, the right. admin work. So even though I am very detail-oriented, I like that someone's coming behind me and checking. If I do make a mistake, hmm. I can count on my transaction coordinator to catch that for me. And and we have we've fixed a problem before it actually happened. We right. always say we should be problem solvers before the clients realize there is a problem. Right. That's part of what makes a good agent. Yep. Um, and she is really helps me facilitate that. So my process is just to really deep dive. I keep a client, you know, if I have someone under contract, we put deadlines in our calendar with reminders. I put it on a whiteboard. I keep track of those tra- <laughs> transactions. I have it in my calendar so repetition yeah. and just staying on top of it and taking intentional time to sit down and think about, okay, where is this client at mm. in the process, whether it's pipeline and I'm just nurturing them, you know, there's work that goes into that. Okay. I'm going to yeah. call them once a month or I'm going to call them once a quarter. Yeah. Um, and some I'm of these
1: relationships are like two years long, three yes. years long, four years long before mm-hmm. they actually get ready to buy. So you got to constantly right. stay in. Because if you don't, somebody else will.
0: Right. 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 Yeah. And... We call that tomorrow's business. That's right. So if everyone says, well, I don't want that buyer because they're not going to be ready for two years and you only want the right now business, well, when the right now business stops, you have nothing else. And then you're left spinning your heels again. So there's different steps to the process for me. And a lot of that is just, again, being very intentional and breaking down my days. Okay, this is what I'm going to tackle this day. My people that are under contract. This day is going to be for those clients that I have to nurture. Yeah. Um, this day is for my past clients. And and utilize the processes that help facilitate a smooth transaction all the yeah. way through.
1: Yeah, yeah. and uh, the, the funny thing about that is when you have those clients that are, like I said, some people don't want them because mm-hmm. they're there for tomorrow. But I don't know how many times you get a client that refers you mm-hmm. and they've not done a transition with you yet. Just because you stay in contact with them, right? Yes. So just because they're not ready for two years doesn't mean they're not going to produce business for you Mm -hmm. in the next two years. Because, they, you know, if you develop that relationship, they're going to refer you Mm -hmm. to the people who are ready now.
0: And I have had that experience. And one of my biggest referrals came from a lead that I've been speaking to for probably since I started with the team two and a half years ago. And she's probably a 10 year buyer, (laughs) but because I still keep in contact with her, you know, she called me up last year and said, Hey, the neighbor down the street mentioned that she wants to sell the family home. And that was a big transaction for me. So if I had given up on that, which we tell our new agents, especially, but anyone who kind of gets caught up in the process, those nurtures are important and relationships are important it's just because they may not ever buy or sell. It doesn't mean that they're not going to still trust you enough to refer you out to those other people.
1: Yeah. So moving into my favorite part, um, you know, the home inspection side of things, Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: <laughs> Never a dull moment. There is not.
1: So from a realtor side, and, and we get this a lot, right? Uh, I tell people all the time, you know, we're, we're not the favorite part of the process. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always stressful, right? Because uh, this is why most of the time, like appraisals, they get they can get um, rolled into the loan, right? Like closing costs, mm-hmm. I should say. Um, but home inspections typically don't. You know, right. I'm not saying we can or we don't, but most of the time we get paid up front. Mm-hmm. And the reason being... Most of the time, if the deal is going to fall apart, it's going to be after the home inspection, right? right? Especially right now where you got, you know, people seeing houses for 15 minutes at a time, um, making all kinds of crazy offers in a very rough situation. And then all of a sudden they start having that buyer's remorse or mm-hmm. buyer's regret um, when they get to the home inspection. Sometimes not even us, it's just them taking time to actually see the house and realizing mm-hmm. they don't want it. Um, we get blamed for it. Right. <laughs> um, because they get
0: to spend three hours in the house right. during the home inspection. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So how do you manage the inspections? Um, Because there's, there's a lot of like, nobody knows what we do. Um, Mm -hmm. um, A lot of realtors don't know what we do. A lot of home inspectors (laughs) don't know what we do. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So when you're talking to clients, managing that process and their expectations and, and, you know, because we always find stuff and especially in this market where sellers just aren't really, a lot of them don't really take the time to properly prepare the homes Mm -hmm. um, for inspection. So we find we're finding a lot more than what we did three years ago because Mm -hmm. the houses just aren't being as maintained because they like, Hey, we're going to sell next year. Mm -hmm. I ain't worried about it. And then we come along, we find all this stuff. And most of the time, you know, 80 to 90% of the stuff we find um, is, is, you know, just deferred maintenance, small stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that, easy fixes, but it Can be overwhelming when you Absolutely. open up the report and you see 40, 50, 60 things wrong, wrong with the house, say that loosely. Um, all of a sudden they start panicking. Mm-hmm. So, how do you manage that to get them over that? Because at the end of the day, you know, it's a solid house
0: mm-hmm.
1: most of the time. Um, <laughs> um, and but we also know what the market's not like. So, if they right. back out, you gotta go through this process all over again, right. You know, and right. if it's not for them, it's not for them, but you know. I've, I've had several conversations with clients like, hey, I'd hate for you to walk away. Like, I don't care. I don't care if you close or not, but mm-hmm. um, I'd hate for you to walk away because of some issues that you're not comfortable with because all you're going to do is change these issues for another set of issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, it's a process right now.
0: Right. And that's that's a great question. I think it is important. I was listening to one of your past podcasts with the lender, and he he had a great statement where he said it truly has to be a partnership. Yeah. The real estate agent, the inspector, the lender, we do need to be a team. So you and I, we know how we work together because we've done it so many times. But the biggest thing is just education. I think that a, a good agent is going to do their research ahead of time. We're gonna ask the right questions. How old is the roof? The HVAC. We're gonna look in the crawl space out of showing. We're gonna be when the client is walking through the house thinking, oh my furniture would look great in this (laughs) living room and my kids would be perfect for this bedroom and my office can go here. And they're looking at those things. It's our job as professionals to be looking at the things that could be a potential problem. So that was a big education piece that a lot of agents don't necessarily get they don't teach that in real estate school and if you're not on a team you it takes you a long time Mm -hmm. to learn those things so if you can educate your clients prior to so when we go to submit an offer I'm saying hey guys I noticed that these were old wooden windows yeah these could be an issue if they're not now they could be an issue. You're probably going to need to replace them. You have to worry, you know, the type of siding, there's wood rot, the crawl space had standing water in it. So I'm looking at all the things that the clients aren't looking at or aren't educated enough to look at. And I don't claim to be a professional. I'm going to leave that to you. Um, But that helps in the offer process. So some of those items that are visual aren't a a shock when you come into play. And I think that you are one of the the best professionals that you take the time to explain things. And you one of your opening lines is we don't ever have a clean home inspection. Not right. even on a new build. There is yeah. always something. Right. Houses are not perfect. They're just like people. We get older, we right. get wrinkles, right. you know, we yeah. uh, our bones deteriorate. <laughs> right. Houses are the same way. So you know, houses are going to have problems. We just have to determine what's fixable and everything's fixable, but what are you personally willing to take on? And I think that the real estate agent has to be knowledgeable enough to have those conversations and be the calm in the storm for those clients when they see 60 pages. But you also do a really good job on the inspection side of it as delivering bad news (laughs) can kill a deal, but, but you will answer those questions for them and, and be that guidance and education piece as well. So I think it's a good partnership Yeah. to have a good agent and inspector to handle that. So not every deal falls apart.
1: Yeah. It's funny because when you do things a certain way for so long, mm-hmm. you forget that other people do it differently. Right. So I'll, you know, we'll, we'll get a first time a realtor to us and whatnot and You know, we'll start explaining things, and they're like, "We've never had a home inspector explain stuff for us." Mm -hmm. Like, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. Like, why does doesn't everybody do this? Right. And uh, so it's easy to forget um, that that's not the norm, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But again, you go back to that the original um, um, quote of surround yourself with. Certain people, right? Yes, and and the people that I follow or the people I surround myself with are home inspectors that operate in similar fashions, mm-hmm. you know. So I just, you know, to me that's normal. Uh, until you step out of that bubble and you realize that <laughs> nope, nope the bar is pretty low, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, Professionals
0: um, but, are not created equal.
1: That's right. So, uh, but yeah, we talked about that yesterday in the CE class we hosted. Because um, that was the purpose of that class, was mm-hmm. to to give knowledge and information to realtors that you're not just going into the home showing that, hey, you know, Periwinkle is going to look great in this room, right? Yes. Um, that you're actually looking beyond all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, where the couch is going to look good at or, you know, um, yes, you could open up this room. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. all that stuff's fine, you know, client engagement. But um, to be the professional mm-hmm. and show value, um, exactly. you need to be able to um, – get out of your lane a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, but there's so such so a mentality of, well, that's not my lane. I'm going to stay in my lane. Right. Well, I'm not telling you to take over the whole lane, but it's important to at least know a little bit about what's going on.
0: And have a good partnership. Yeah. So that might, the home inspection is not my lane. However, we can work together. Yeah. That's in the client's best interest.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it's just, I think that's what's, especially in a time where you see a lot of people complaining slash concern about these discount brokerages mm-hmm. uh, where they're offering a lot low, you know, 1% commission or their agents are getting paid, you know, uh, hourly or whatever, however they do it. Like I, I don't know a whole lot about it other than their discount brokerages. Um, mm-hmm. Well, so that way when a client calls you up and says, Hey, you know, well this, this, this agent's offering 1% because they're with this discount brokerages, you know, mm-hmm. can you do that? Well, no. Um, because this is what I provided. They don't, right? you know, and, and this I is think, my value. Exactly. So mm-hmm. you got to show value, show why you're worth. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so yeah, that's all good stuff. Um, yeah. You got anything else you want to talk about?
0: I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Are you done dueling over there?
0: You want to know something that I noticed halfway through the recording? Not Uh-oh. really. Uh, you're wearing a green sweater with a green screen behind you. Oh, am I blooming in? <laughs> am I floating? Am I a floating head? You that's, might be.
1: That's what I call a Courtney problem. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh-oh. Yep. Yep. He didn't
0: t- it's his fault. He didn't tell me not to wear green. Yeah,
1: well, I don't think about things like that. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I didn't think about it until, like, halfway through, and I'm sitting here, and I'm like, hmm, that's going to be great for me. <laughs> oh. Uh...
1: Good times, good times. Well, I don't. I want to be respectful of your time. I appreciate you coming out. I think there was a lot of good uh, information you provided. Yes, um, I didn't want to dive too much into your secrets because I don't. <laughs> I, want, I don't want you to you know spill I have all to your keep secrets. That in. business That's for right. myself. That's right. <laughs> But no, it's exciting working together. It's exciting to see and, like I said, I mean, we've done almost fifty deals together, um, Great. and it wasn't and it hasn't been two and a half years that mm-hmm. you've been in here. So, um, that's just the buy side. You know, mm-hmm. um, do you know what how many you've done total, buy and sell? Do you track that?
0: Uh so I did forty one deals last year mm-hmm. and eighteen, the year before, and I believe I have ten on the books for 2022.
1: So you're pushing about 70. So
0: not quite a hundred. Yeah. But I'll be there quick enough. I mean,
1: considering that the average realtor, I mean, depends on what numbers you look at. You know, I think the common one is 12 a year. Um, Yeah. Six to 12. Six to 12. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course that's, you know, averages, right. So, but still um, to do, you know, climbing up there 41 in a year when the average is 12, six to 12, um, Mm -hmm. it's pretty impressive at, at two years in.
0: Yeah, I've been very blessed. have some yeah. great clients and, and great referral partners that yeah, help right. as well. That's right. For
1: anybody wondering, I pay a lot of money for people to say that about us. <laughs> <You know. laughs> well, if anybody wants to find you, um, they want to network with you, or they want to buy a house with you, mm-hmm. how do they find you?
0: So anyone can look up my website or give me a call, email. I'm very flexible. So my phone number is area code 540. I do not live in (laughs) Fredericksburg. So 540-850-5302. And email is Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-I-N at Mission Realty.
1: Awesome. I appreciate you coming in. Thank you for having me. for everybody else, thanks for listening. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. And uh, we'll see you on the next one.